0: back to throttled up the podcast um definitely an exciting night tonight uh Turn your music. we've got a, a a full house uh in, in studio with us um uh, and some people that we have uh definitely been looking forward to getting in studio with us so uh matt first of all been a couple weeks we've been the pri since we've been on had some fun and uh how's things going my
1: feet have finally recuperated there after we walked seven and a half miles indoors i know and 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 tried to (laughs) tried to take a break there and uh go to champs and had one of the most awkward experiences i've ever had you guys ever been to a restaurant and the the waitress tried to make you leave never been to one of those before and i was even you have brad yeah, yeah
2: i asked george covey
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no i mean she was ready for us to leave when we walked in we didn't act up and get asked to leave i mean she just didn't want to wait on us yeah, we, we were even trying to kind of run up a bill a little bit yeah you know we thought we'd have a good time have a couple beverages and you know she was like here's you guys to check you know enjoy the rest of your day so Dang. yeah <laughs> she was she, but actually our appetizer came before our beverages which is <laughs> uncalled for in every sense of the word wow So... She wasn't just doing that to us, though, because the the table behind us, the guy got up and went and got the beverages. He served himself. Yeah. So she (laughs) wasn't a very good waitress, I guess. No.
0: No, it was disappointing, so... All right, well, before we get started, let's talk about our sponsors here. First, uh, In the Fast Lane Productions. Um, if you haven't seen, uh, In the Fast Lane Productions is going through some uh, website updates right now. So if you're trying to log in and that's not working, uh, give it some time. They're, they're making the experience better for all of us. But a uh, huge shout-out to In InTheFastLaneProductions.com and everything that they do. They are your source uh, for all the racing videos in action at Brownstown
1: Speedway. Next one's going to be Schaefer Photo and Custom Tees. Uh, They're the place for any race fan to get racing memorabilia. Uh, Mark and Jamie Schaefer will work to make whatever custom photo product you would like from prints, keychains, magnets, buttons, and much more. During the race season, stop by the Schaefer Photo and Custom Tees booth and let bronze Bobby know what he can do for you miller's termite and pest control is the only place
0: you need to look for pest control don't get roped into contracts or high prices with the big companies reach out to someone who cares about you they handle any problem from termites beg bugs ants and spiders and uh, you can reach out to them on facebook at miller's termite and pest control email at pest underscore n underscore peace at yahoo.com or by phone at 812-767-5657 i will say again Um, had them come out and spray the house uh, just last Wednesday, did a great job. My wife is happy, which means I'm happy. So (laughs) if you have uh, ants in your house, which is what I had, call them. They took care of me. Then P3 Graphics. Uh, P3 Graphics is one of Indiana's premier suppliers for motorsports wraps and apparel. P3 Graphics offers great pricing along with some of the best customer service in the industry. Give them a try on your next project and you won't be sorry. You can contact them via email, phone, or on Facebook on the P3 Graphics page. Find out more at www.p3graphics.com. Also, Tommy Taylor, Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance. Tommy Taylor is an agent at Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance. He can provide you with auto, home life, commercial farm, and does with a personal touch that you can't get with other insurance companies. For any insurance needs you may have, Tommy has the capability to provide you with the right amount of coverage. Tommy is not just a sponsor of the podcast. He is also my family's personal insurance agent and should be yours, too. Give him a call, shoot him an email, or message him on Facebook, and he'll be happy to take care of any of your insurance needs. And then special
1: tonight Wait one of our We're, sponsors we we got brownstown speedway too oh did i skip you yeah you skip me there <laughs> man I'm i used, just i'm used to you overlooking me like that i so. got on a roll and i couldn't stop racing from march to october also don't forget guys this year we do have the uh hell tour date back for the summer nationals so uh that is coming this this year so jeremy you with the modified i'm sure you get to participate in that night also so that'll right. be fun for you yep And then also, Brad Irwin Customs. Contact Brad Irwin Customs for bodies, interiors, fab work, setup, and consulting. With Brad Irwin Customs, you can stick them deeper. Give Brad a call today at 812-216-3900. And very lucky that tonight... Brad Irwin in the
0: studio. With us in studio, so... Not sure who's lucky, but... (laughs) So, well, first of all, we are going to give away some stuff tonight, because I already threw it out there, and uh, we've got about 40 people here on Facebook Live following along with us. So here's here's how this is going to go, guys. Um, I've got several different questions um, that I kind of put together, and I'm going to give away t-shirts, hats, total prize packs. We'll just give away anything we can tonight. So... Once you once I ask the question, the first person to comment on Facebook live is going to be our winner. So, does any any comment whether well, it gives the correct answer okay. in the comment. Comment the correct answer. Um, <laughs> will be our winner. So, uh and Michael, I already see Mike, I see you that uh you ask if um brad Irwin customs uh, beverages are cold they are the third coldest beverages yeah, in crothersville not quite, not
2: quite as cold as my shop but uh, close
0: <laughs> oh whoa 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 um again hey i, I keep looking for the door I, to I'm, be just gonna, open. I'm
1: just gonna say he's drinking throttled up beverage he not, is not Irwin customs beverage
0: he is he uh he he came in with an empty glass and yeah a, <laughs> well, you can come to my shop with an empty glass and i'll take care of it <laughs>
2: <laughs> no nah, it's
0: it i mean crothersville is a small town it's yeah. the best debate in crothersville right now so who has got the coldest beverages thirsties yeah I, I, they take good care too <laughs> all right so here is the uh i'll throw out the first question and we will uh we'll do this for a um a throttled up t-shirt uh whoever wins i will reach out to you uh by message uh on facebook and we'll get you set up so we can get that to you so One thing we have tried to do is to expand our social media presence and we started a Snapchat account. So the question is, what is our Snapchat username? So the first person that can give us our Snapchat username on Facebook Live is the winner of a throttled up t-shirt, uh, courtesy of us. So we'll see, I see Derek Clegg's on, um, I know he's already an owner of a throttled up t-shirt, so he may not be the one that jumps on here with us, so. So, first person that can tell me who what our Snapchat username is will be our winner. So, as I, we, I, I'm kind of curious myself. You don't even know what it is. <laughs> I don't have Snapchat, or I'd try to figure
3: it out yeah. too. So. <laughs> I
0: was gonna say we've got we've got
1: the peanut gallery in the back knows, and uh, <laughs> and Keith Smartman just said, "Where the heck is old White Shoes at tonight?" So. And Brent Lee's our winner.
4: Yes, Brent he Lee is. comes Brent up Lee with
1: comes right uh,
0: "Get Throttled" is uh, is absolutely the uh, the name. So Brent, I will reach out to you um, and uh, get you that t shirt. So don't don't uh, disconnect from Facebook Live. We got some other questions we're going to ask here and give away some more stuff tonight. Um, so, but uh, yeah, Sparkman, um, old white shoes is a home buffing up his tennis shoes making sure they're they're ready he's probably already asleep yeah i he what i've seen on uh uh facebook is uh, he's just trying to survive the next two days and get to christmas vacation yeah and justin bowling says you don't have snapchat i mean even bowling i mean i'm guessing behind on the times i don't know <laughs> <and> Bo- <laughs> bowling's on there so <laughs> all right so guys I'll, I'll just throw this out and uh you know, to kind of get us started here, and and Brad, um, you know, you've obviously got a rich history here in in racing and everything that you've done. So, where's it? Where, where did it come from? Where did this this passion for the sport come from?
2: Oh wow, um, my dad always took me to the races. You know, whenever I was young, and golly, I can remember when I was a kid. I don't care if it was a tractor, I was pushing it around in the dirt, thinking I was racing. Um, just always loved it. Started at Masters Built straight out of high school and never looked back.
0: And what what is it
2: about it? I mean, that's
0: that's you know obviously you you've got this family history which a lot of us have that that brings about it. But what is it that keeps you coming back to that racetrack?
2: I'm very competitive. Um, always said I may not be the best driver as far as when I race my own car but um I love to win even if it's helping somebody like Jeremy, Brandon, Mark Barber I want to see them guys do better so it you know if it shows through them and I'm a part of it that's good enough for me
0: That's pretty awesome and I know that yeah. I know that some of the times Jeremy's been on we've even talked about you know you being in the lineup shoot and and jeremy trying to get a hold of you and 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 get some things answered so it's it's really awesome the stuff that you try and do to help these other drivers
2: yeah i enjoy that i mean it's it's really you know i wouldn't say there's any one racer i actually dislike but my close group of friends it's it's like a brotherhood it really is i mean i I want to see every one of them guys win every night if it's possible. It it can happen, but that's what I like to see.
1: I think that's what's the best part of racing is the the relationships built inside the sport. You know that it don't seem like a, you know the stick and ball sports you build them as close knit and, and as tight as what you can do in motorsports. So
2: yeah, like like our group. I mean, literally, you know, like at Brown Sound, it's referred to as the Turn Two Group. I yeah. mean, we hang around with each other away from the racetrack. I mean that's what that's what makes it fun.
0: Well, and I think that's the that's the coolest thing we've talked about it on here too is the fact that you know even somebody that you're you a competitor with, you'll pull a part out of your trailer and give it to them because you'd rather see them on the racetrack with you and beat them that way than them be off the yeah, racetrack.
4: Exactly. Yeah,
0: yeah. But it uh you know and it, and it's been fun for us and and you know and I know Matt. Obviously, he's had the role as the announcer there for a while, but for us, it's been a ton of fun to to kind of build those relationships as well. You know, we were laughing before, Jeremy. I mean, how many how many times have you been on now? Third
3: time, I third think. Third
0: time, yeah. Third time and fourth, but you were here a fourth time sitting on the couch, yep, right? I was. So, me and Burr were sitting on the couch back there. <laughs> yeah. I forgot about that. So, so, so yeah. So, I mean, it's been a lot of fun to have you guys. You know, you know continue to come back.
1: So, but I think this helps me. With announcing because it gives me so many side stories that I can talk about when you guys are out on the racetrack. That, For sure. That you know, I, I might not even know. Yep. You know, So that, I think that helps a whole lot.
3: For sure. A lot of history
0: that you
1: might oh, yeah.
3: not have
0: known that oh yeah. you've learned. So. so started at Master Build, obviously. Obviously now is uh, at Brad Irwin Customs. And um, obviously you do body work. You, you are known, and I'm not going to. I don't not the coldest beverage in Crothersville, but known as one of the best body guys around. Um, you know, a lot of people talk about the body work you do. So how did you kind of transition into that that part of, you
2: know, bodybuilding and those kind of, not bodybuilding in the, that sense, but
4: yeah. oh, building I, bodies? Yeah,
2: when I started at master's, I mean, it was kind of a, I wanted, you know, went down there and was looking for a job and wanted to work with race cars and really wasn't good at anything at that point i mean i'm not gonna lie i stood down there in front of a drill press for probably three weeks drilling holes i mean (laughs) that's where i started at but as i moved around through the shop as far as the aluminum work on the bodies that's kind of where my knack really picked up and it took off from there and the other stuff growed as i was there through time but that's what took off first
0: you know and i think that's pretty impressive that you admit that it i mean that it wasn't it wasn't a knack right off because oh, no, no. I think that's the other thing in racing that's so impressive is the fact of, you know, guys continuing to grind and get better and, and, you know, understand their cars and understand racing in the same sense as you, um, and wanting to work in the field is, Hey, you spent three weeks of the
1: drill press, just drilling holes.
0: So oh,
2: I've even Morse tubing with gas. I mean, I've, I've <laughs> done it all. That, you know, did did just...
1: you have any fabricating experience at all before you walked in the doors down there? Zero. Really?
2: Yeah, really zero.
1: And, you know that's pretty cool right there yeah. that they even gave I mean, you it, a shot yeah, you know it,
2: yeah it takes time it, it kind of develops and i mean i've seen i was there for 23 24 years i've seen guys that walked in the door and could pick it up very quick and i've seen guys that walked in the door down there and never did get it i mean it's the same way with racing it's it all kind of progresses along the way the longer you work at it
1: you know me and mike my brother we you know we worked in a machine shop for 11 years and I think me and him both would have been rather downer with you on the race, just because you know he's he race car crazy than, than you know all the stuff we was machining in the machine shops. You know that was uh, that was the hard part for us. Right, we yeah. weren't we we had the knowledge, we just didn't work on what we wanted to work on. Right? Yes. You know,
0: what do you think the biggest change from you know that when you started at Masters Belt to today? What is the biggest change in those race cars?
1: Wow, I am going to say it's going from an eight and a half inch spoiler to an eight inch <laughs> spoiler
2: it was eight and a quarter <laughs> just to clarify eight and a quarter um honestly money I, really i mean honestly i mean everybody talks about shock packages everybody's big on it. if they think you know somebody if they're not running up front they don't think they have the right shock package you know that's but money has killed racing really yes, it has. i mean it mm-hmm. really has
0: because it's not, I mean, and you correct me if I'm wrong, but it's taken the driver skill out of it and the even the, the wrenching skill a little bit because it's, it's kind of given a, a handicap to it.
2: If you can afford to buy that talent, yes. I mean, you still have to be able to drive a race car. It just, it puts some guys in a position 20 years ago if they didn't have that money behind them to buy that knowledge, they may be... Of, you know, running back mid-pack or towards mm-hmm. the tail of the feature. And now it seems like that money on a local weekly show can put you right at the front if you just have minimal driving skills. Yep. And, you, you know, you I feel that way as a driver, too. Are you kind of know, oh, I think that?
3: so just from watching it throughout the years. I mean, now I don't you got to be still a driver like Brad said, but you if really if you have enough money, you could run up front. I'm pretty sure if you had enough money and put somebody that, it's raced at a lower level, maybe not been able to afford the high-dollar equipment. They could be a better driver with the right equipment. It's just it's that extra money to be putting into that car that you might not have right now.
0: Well, and I think when we've talked to some of the the older drivers, uh, more experienced drivers, you know the the thing I think a lot of younger guys are missing is the the idea of the feel. I mean, like you know that I could just feel and adjust what I'm doing. Now it's all about. I'll adjust it in the car or I'll adjust it in the equipment. And again, I'm not taking away from the guys that drive and with no, the technology. But you know, before it was all about they'd feather the throttle differently, they'd brake differently, they'd enter the corner differently. Now it's more about this is the line I'm going to run. The car needs to be set up to hit that line.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and years ago, whenever, you know, everything we raced on years ago, come feature time, everything typically would get slick and usually in the slick your cream of the crop drivers would automatically yes. rise to mm-hmm. the top, regardless of what they had, because of their skill as a driver. Now, you can't take that away because those guys that are running up front and winning races, them guys can flat out drive. There's no doubt about it. But we don't, we don't finesse anymore, regardless of track situation. I mean, we are pretty much flat out, wide open all the time. It, you know, so. That's where the money comes in, and the technology and stuff. You've got to have that car capable of doing that in any situation. I don't know, and Bobby.
1: You know, Bowling was on here. He's talking about Paul Crockett. You know, he said they'd jack the back of the car up, and they'd look at where the rear end kind of angled, and then they'd try to adjust to that, and they'd go out and race. You know, now you guys got so many adjustments on it. I mean, you can tweak it right. Well, that in. was
2: Paul's poor man scales at the racetrack, <laughs> right, on, right on. underneath <laughs> the rear end, to know how much left or wheel weight you had in it. That's right. what they were doing. That's yeah. where Bobby's coming in with
4: that.
0: Yeah. Well and I just you know I think it's amazing to see you know how um <laughs> how how the game has changed so much in the sense of you know also that you can tune you, you can tune while you're at the track you know not that you have to this is our setup we feel like this is good you know we're going to we're going to swing for the fences with this and then the driver skill makes up for it you can make so many adjustments to a car during a race weekend, especially if you have money and you have the team behind you and those kind of things to help that.
2: Right, but you got to have that knowledge, too, because there's I'd a 50-50 chance that whenever you swing for the fences, you're making the wrong move. Yeah. I mean, so that's the thing. I mean, that's a lot of times where that money comes in because you got to have that knowledge behind you with that.
0: And uh, Jeff Lewis just commented here and said, Brad, you gave them the baseline setup for Skyler's first car. So they had no idea and had to start somewhere, and it helped them out a bunch. So, again, there's somebody else that's uh, you know shouting out to you about everything you've done. It for might not it. have been right,
2: but it had to be close. <laughs> oh yeah,
0: <laughs> it, it was somewhere to start from. <laughs> well, if you don't know where to start from, I mean, right, you know, yeah. anything's more than what you had. So. <clears throat> Jeremy, and, and all the time that you've uh, you've been around and worked with, um, you know, Brad. What do you think the, the biggest lesson you've learned from Brad is? Write stuff down. Take notes. That's probably
3: the biggest thing, because, I mean, if you ain't taking notes about what you're changing, what you're doing every night at the racetrack, you're not going to get nowhere, because really, if you take notes and you figure out what you're doing, what works, what don't work, it helps you at the racetrack more than anything, I think, so definitely
0: take notes. And, Brad, would you say small adjustments or big adjustments?
2: I'm belief typically for one or two small adjustments because the problem is if you start making too many big adjustments, if you're off, okay, yeah, we got way better, but wait a minute, we changed four big things. Which one helped?
0: Right. I, yeah. yeah. I, and I think that's something that we're, we're, guys miss it sometimes too. You make all these adjustments and you don't know which one was the positive, yeah. you know, and which one do I need to take away? And one and two might not even made a difference. Right. You know, yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. Which I'm going to say, you know, Jeremy this year, which at the end of the year, we actually found it, and what we found was very small. But we were taking some pretty big swings at Jeremy's car, and even a couple times there, I was coming in. Okay, we got better, but I'm scratching my head. Well, which one fixed what where?
0: And to kind of go back to the race season, Jeremy, you did kind of have a—I don't want to say an up and down year, but you—you you started out strong. You had, and I know we talked before, you know, kind of a a middle of the year i don't know what the right word is rut or yep. slump you, slump okay i i i, <laughs> I don't want to take any disrespect no, from no. it but but and you had even talked on here that you just were searching for that car setup um and i'm gonna ask you this as a driver how frustrating is it that you feel like you're 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 good the car's good but you're missing that one thing it's real frustrating i guess you know because we started out strong we won
3: to feature mm-hmm. bloomington first time being there in five years we go out there and win the first night out, Bloomington. We run good at door We just get caught up in a wreck yeah. early. kind of hurts us there. But then we struggled all year at Brownstown. I, the year before, I didn't struggle at Brownstown. I ran top, at least top five 27 times, I think, last year. So to struggle, it, it really... It almost puts you in a funk where you don't want to go. You just
2: it makes you question your ability as a driver. Yeah, I
3: mean it really oh, does. Yeah, I can see that. You just sit there and you look at the race car and like, what have I changed that's made us so bad? Mm-hmm. What have I changed that made us so inconsistent? But it wasn't. It was just at Brownstown. It wasn't at any other racetrack, so it was hard to pinpoint that little little change that we made and then won that first night out. So it's one of those things that's aggravating.
0: I want to follow up on what Brad said. When you start questioning the driving, when does that start to play into your head a little bit? That that maybe, and maybe it's not mechanical. Maybe it, what am I doing in the seat? So do you start to adjust your driving style because you start to think maybe it's me, maybe it's not the car? Yep, I did.
3: I, I did it every night because I, year before last, I could attack the corner so much harder than anybody else out there, and then. All of a sudden, I couldn't attack the corner, so I'm like, well, what did I mess up? What have I screwed up? So I start backing my corner off. I start changing things, and it really wasn't me. It was something that we just changed over the winter time that didn't work out.
0: Which then kind of throws off the notes and where you're going to go next week, yep. because if you're adjusting your driving style, you yep. really don't know what the car is going to do.
3: Exactly. I really do think uh, some people might disagree with me, but I really do think if, as a driver, if you had somebody working on your car and you just drove, you'd be a better driver. Because really, that person that's sitting out there that might have a lot more knowledge than you, say for Brad, for instance. So if, he, if we went to the racetrack every night and he just adjusted on the car and I just drove and didn't have no say in it, just told him what I felt, I feel like I'd win a lot more races. Just, Why? That way you didn't have the input. I to, wouldn't be second-guessing myself because right. there's many nights last year that I would sit there Brad wasn't there, I'd be sitting there just thinking. I'm like, well, maybe I need to change this. Maybe I need to change that. And I go out there, I'm like, I should never change anything. So I think as a driver, you second-guess yourself or triple-guess yourself sitting there and you think too much and you almost adjust yourself
2: out of the race because Uh, of it. it, It's a confidence thing. It it takes your head out of worrying about the setup and focusing on the driver. I mean, I know Barbers told me in the past, you know, I run better whenever you go to the racetrack with me because I feel like my car's right. I may not change crap and tell him I changed something, but he's like it's just well, car's confidence, it's a confidence boost. thing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well and who was it that they even talked to us? Was it Clegg that said sometimes they'll they'll make him walk away and and Yeah, when he comes back They, they, haven't, changed they, they, but they haven't changed anything they told him they got they it all
1: set up. Yeah. yeah, Clegg said that and I
0: yeah. yeah, I think I was and Derek, I know you're on Facebook Live, so if I if that's right, let me know. But yeah, he said sometimes they'll just say just go walk away. We'll get everything set up and said they don't adjust anything. They just send them
1: back out. It was either Derek or one of the car boys. Yeah, I'm I'm I may be mixing those up because it's, it's. Jeremy, you seem to kind of live or die on the high side this year, man. It seemed like that, you know, especially Brownstown. You you was up, ripping the lip, or, you know, you, you weren't going anywhere. It seemed like. So. Seems like, that's where
3: that was a place to be.
1: Especially after we figured out this little
3: minor <laughs> issue we had, it seemed like the car just came to life after that, and I. Was, the heat races were good for me. It was just finding that consistency in the feature to to finish it I
1: guess so now you as a driver what watch is your if you we said we'd set the track up exactly like you want it what what would the track look like for you? No cushion, none at all. black from top to bottom, and then
3: it, it can't be crummy. it's gotta be because that's when that's when you can run wherever. And it's really up to the driver's mobility to be able and his car to be able to win that race. I don't think it takes as much motor then, especially at right. like Brownstein, You don't have to have the motor; you can have a smaller motor. You just got to be on top of your adjustments. If you're on top of your adjustments, you can win that race.
1: Now it's, you you being a guy that likes to run up on the high side, it kind of surprised me you didn't want any lift, you know, any cushion at all, nothing up there. So I
3: mean, sometimes you you might want that because your car is not very good, so you kind of lean on that cushion up there to be the best I guess you can be, but really if it's slick from top to bottom and you can move around you can i guess be a better driver that way i guess gotcha. is what i'm trying to say so
2: what's your about your you Brad what what would you prefer oh i'm going to go same thing just oh, yeah. as slick as you can get it top to bottom as many grooves as possible no cushion no dust no crumbs cuz i can you, tell if you. you if you can get it to do that without bolting up <clears throat> no yep. rubbering up but yeah that yeah. way you can that way you can motivate around and Seems like a lot of times, if you can do that to slower speeds, make for more side by side racing, and then
1: I totally agree with you. See, I, yeah. I'm a huge fan of black racetrack. You know, I, I like it when. You know, I've referred to it many times when I've been announcing You know, old-style Brownstown because when right, I was a kid, yes. it was always black. You know, that, That's the yeah, only way that, you've seen it. You the
2: old-school Brownstown when it was slick, and you could see your reflection <laughs> yes. on the shine in the racetrack. I was just yes. going to say that, too. You know, the cars yes. would roll
1: down the front stretch, and you could see them reflecting down on the track. So. Yeah, but, and I
3: think one thing, too, is if you watch some of my older videos, because I got them on tape where Mom used to videotape, I used to ride the bottom all the time. I right. never liked the top. I still don't. I still don't like top. You lived up there, man. You but know that was. Sometimes <laughs> you just got to live up there, and set your car up to where you think the racetrack's going to be at that time. Yeah.
2: Well, that comes into the transformation of where our cars have kind of come too, because mm. when I first got to watching Jeremy a little bit, whenever he first started, and I first got to helping him a little bit, it was still a little bit slicker, more old school Brownstown yeah. and that old school slow stuff. That stop and go around the bottom. If you drag straight drag race up the Infield up there, typically that would win them races, you know. But now we're not about that. It's kind of changed, you know. Everywhere with the evolution of where the cars have went, we've got to attack the corners. So Brownstown has more bank on the top than it does the bottom, so yeah. it's hard to attack that bottom down there if it's slick. So it, that kind of puts you up there on that top where you can attack it.
1: Now you you referenced no crumbs, where you guys that aren't huge race fans, that's when they throw the dirt, you know, the loose dirt up on the racetrack. Does it bother you when you got somebody living on the bottom? And they they are cramming up the corners for you. You know they're they're really not going nowhere down there, but they just keep throwing you know keep throwing all the crumbs up on you. Does does that kind of aggravate you as a driver, or you just deal with it? It depends. Depends on where you're at at that time.
3: So let's say if you're following somebody that's leading the race and they're throwing crumbs up there, you need to try to get that top cleaned off as best as you can. That way you could roll past them. So your main thing is attack the corner as hard as you can on that deal and try to keep that clean right there where you're racing. Try to keep if you get pressure on him, then it might might help you get by him and then then you're free reign up there gotcha but most of the time if somebody's run the top and somebody's run the bottom the the field's gonna split in some sort of way you know there's gonna be some guys following that guy that's run the top some guy's gonna be falling the bottom so it's gonna help you try to keep that area clean i guess but i just i didn't know how you know when you look down and think man he's just 30 in my lineup yeah. it it is aggravating but it just depends on how you got your car set up too if you got your car set up where it can roll through the crumbs still and still drive off the corner you'll be all right but if yeah, you...
2: me and Bron, me and brent laundry used to make some deals back years ago when we him with both running modifieds and if we'd have a bad night in the heat racers or something and have to start back towards the back of the pack and everybody was kind of lined up on that bottom before the feature we'd hey we're gonna commit to the top you know what i mean <laughs> and try to find because two or three of you could clean that thing off right way faster than one car you know and then usually if we could get two or three of us up there to go when brownstown was bottom dominant seemed like Brent was usually the prick and was always in front of me, but, <laughs> you know. but he won a lot yeah. of races yeah, there for long, was living tough. on that top when there yeah. was no top. Oh, but yeah. some of that was some of us committing to go with him so we could get up there and clean that thing off. So
1: that's pretty cool to hear you guys, you know, racing dirt, you know, making deals just like, you know, like NASCAR
2: guys, you know, let's it, get together and yeah, you know, let's happens. hang together. I mean, so. it really does.
1: I do want to say
0: that Clegg uh, commented here and said that was Dustin car. That's when we were talking <laughs> him and Dustin car. So, uh, and I, I also see that uh, Devin Gilpin uh, joined. I want to shout out a uh, congratulations to him. I believe uh, Caitlin had the baby today, so uh, congratulations cool. to him and and hope all is well with with Mama and the baby. So I will shout that out. But uh, Jeremy, I'm going to give this one to you because I got a I got a trivia question here for everybody watching for you, so you can make the decision. We can give away a hat t-shirt where we can give away a full pack hat t-shirt stickers koozies the whole nine yards
3: let's give it all away
0: let's give it all away so here's the trivia question for for jeremy if uh first person that comments the correct answer will get it that's going to be a full pack from uh, throttled up the podcast where did jeremy owens finish in the modified points at brownstown this year first person can give me the answer you're getting an entire prize pack (laughs) I'm gonna have to give the ladies <laughs> on the couch a prize. That, no, be, you don't count because they're they're uh, they're gonna be upset with me. They can't uh, they can't answer. So where did Jeremy Owens finish? I got uh, there. We go. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Looks like uh, Carol Hall Everroad is our our winner there. So um, I will reach out. and We'll make sure we
1: get you that stuff. Everybody that's commented so far is right. Yeah. I wish they weren't. I wish it was a number one. But uh, yeah, you know.
3: We'll live with
1: that. <laughs> next year, we'll be we'll be giving away stuff for you right, next year. There we go. Matt is going to a super stock, so yeah, I've heard. Yeah, so. I tell you what, your uh, last night there was yeah, rough that was, night, man. I
3: don't think we want to talk about that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, we won't. We won't talk about that. So no, I, I do want to say on the air though. I want to say thank
0: you because I know we had talked several episodes uh before um about you bringing in you know some body panels for me uh to hang up here in the studio and right before we got started we heard some clanging going on in the barn and you brought us uh the full side of the car and a and a top so uh we appreciate it jeremy it'll be up uh here over uh christmas break we'll get it up before the next episode so for sure and the good news is uh obviously totally different cars so we won't have any worries about running in with uh right with uh marty up there that's well, when been, you get
2: done hanging out i've got like 30 of them down there in my shop i'd like to hang on the ceiling you want to come help <laughs> <laughs> hey, i can come
1: down hey brad my my brother asked if you held the track record briefly
2: there uh yeah Brownstown for a while back that's, 2005 i think that's yeah. i
1: was thinking that too i was, I was going to answer about it since you was here i wanted to make sure yeah so. i think
2: i was the first person to set the track record in the 13 second bracket at brownstown
1: that's pretty cool. That's a cool accomplishment well, right there.
2: I, I thought that was um, insanely fast whenever we did it at 13.9. Uh, I couldn't imagine where they're at now. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. It is
0: amazing how how much that speed has changed in those cars.
2: Yeah, I mean, the extra bank, they've changed their configuration a little bit, so it's sped it up, but I'm telling you, those cars are fast now and it's not just the late models Everything's fast. i mean it is it is all getting fast the the leaps and bounds that racing has made in speed in the last four years is crazy
0: and that's a great point you just made because you're exactly right every class the speed is
2: yeah it's not just the late models it goes all the way down to the pure stocks and the hornets those things are yeah they're fast
1: well the hornets are almost too fast for what they are you know there's so much equipment failure in them anymore that, you know... Well,
2: when the racetrack's heavy at Brownstown and it's got that cushion around the top, it's too fast for them late models. Oh, I, I, uh, I totally mean, agree with really that. It really is.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: I mean, I mean I've mean, i seen, through working at Masters Built, I've seen several tracks in other regions of the country that actually downsize the size of their tracks to try to make them smaller and slow them down because of the speeds they were reaching. Are you serious? Yes, wow. like, um, say, Brunswick, Georgia. Yeah. At one time, Brunswick, Georgia was almost... They called it a half mile, but I would say it was close to a five eighths mile. And I think the last time before they started shrinking the track down to a three eighths, Darrell Lannigan had the track record and his average lap speed. I think, if I remember right, was one hundred and sixty one miles an hour. That's those, entirely those cars, cars, cars aren't built for that. Wow. <laughs> no, those cars yeah, aren't. They are not built for that. <laughs>
1: Jeremy, did you notice any speed difference from you know Bloomington Brownstown when, when you went over Del Eldora? Could you tell? use on a bigger racetrack on speed or i mean you can tell but really it's
3: i guess it really wasn't a big difference for me it might be for some other people but i i think everything goes so slow whenever you're driving a race car that it doesn't it don't matter where you're at i don't think so it it was faster you could tell but it wasn't it wasn't night and day difference i don't think it was it, it was still racing i guess So things happen, even on the racetrack, about the same speed. Yeah, I mean, and other people might be different, but things happen a little bit slower whenever you're focused, whenever you're not focused. So if you're focused, you're in the zone right there, just like you're playing football or anything else, any kind of sport, everything slows down to you. You know, it's, it's, it's weird, I guess you could say, but... Well, hey, you're really? doing it
2: like Eldor, You're doing it in a bigger area, yeah. right? So you, you got have so little, much yeah, more racetrack over there. You it's, have a little more track and a little more maneuverability, so it gives you that extra little bit of room, room to think about that.
3: I mean, it looks big when you're just sitting up there watching, but when you get out on it, it's big. It's wide. It's it's different.
4: That's for sure.
0: And I'm gonna be honest. I'm not. I I agree with you a hundred percent. But for a guy that's never sat in that seat. It is still amazing to me and and I played football, and I agree with you it it does slow down and as you get more confident, you can you you know you see the game coming, but when I hear you guys talk about you know being at Eldora or even at Brownstown and peeking over at the you know the scoreboard and seeing where you're at or who's in front of you, that's remarkable to me at the speeds you're doing to come through the corner and think, I'm just going to take a quick look here at the video board and see where everybody's at because to me sitting in the stands i can't
1: imagine it slowing down enough for that but it's i mean it's a kudos to you guys for what you do well your corner entry speed has to be so much faster because i mean you got such such more straightway you know to get to the corner so
3: and i think it's just cuz the corner is so wide and it's kind of more sweeping than it is stop and go so you don't think of it as you're entering yeah. the corner that much oh, faster. Gotcha. You yeah. think yeah. You're well, true. I mean, or... in
2: Eldora, you've got that room and that longer straightaway to get down there. Whereas, like when you go to Bloomington, honestly, for me, when Bloomington's fast, Bloomington is one of the quickest places I've ever had anything happen. Yes. because that place is so small yep. and, and tight. tight. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, you, you you come off a forward, go down the front stretch, and you can't yeah. even blink, and you're already going back into one at Bloomington. You know,
1: do, do you notice the banking in Eldora in the race car?
2: Nope. I, was I know, ju- only uh, under caution.
3: Yeah. I, I can under see caution. that because you're... But. I don't under racing racing conditions. Like when the first time I went there, I, I couldn't tell you the difference. I really yeah, that's,
1: that's a good two stories, you know, from the bottom to the top of that, that joint. I just didn't know if you could feel it in the car, but once you get racing, it's just part of it huh? just part of it i think just buries, you in, just
2: you, in in buries you in the seat harder whenever yeah. you, you enter that's pretty corner, cool so, yep. you know
1: and i because you know i'm like dustin i've never been in the seat <laughs> so you know i gotta live it through you guys and so that's always something i was curious about you know because when you walk on it you know you know it's steep so no
0: but for 2019 we are looking for fun fest rides Throttled up the podcast <laughs> fun fest <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> so. and,
1: only plan on us carrying the string. wheel back to you if you let us do it. Yeah. 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 Well, well, you know,
2: we need to work on getting a two seater out and do a live podcast from the two seater. Oh man, oh, that yeah. would be a blast! That would be I good. love that idea. I think we I'll were told
1: Fair Week. Jim told us we could get it out. We could use it, right? Yeah. It was. Pretty- it that was, was that was what was told to us if we could get it out we could use it. We were going to yeah. have to tear the barn down around it but that was Yeah, yeah. If that was going to have to happen it was okay. And, and me and Dustin we will go ahead and let it be known here. We are talking about having a throttled up go-kart uh, getaway. Yeah, probably for, January or
0: February leading into uh the new racing saying, season. Like a French lick go-kart getaway. Yeah, we're, getaway we're thinking yeah. about uh just renting the uh the track out and and Better inviting
4: Better <laughs> buy it, huh? And,
0: and inviting anybody down that wants to come and and uh see what can happen. So you know,
1: this might be a way that maybe we'd have a drawing for some viewers to come with us. And I love your, it. A lot of the, you guys been on the show, and you know, maybe some guys that never met you guys. You know, some of our viewers that'd be kind of cool to, for sure. See what happens. Yeah, again, they probably just better plan on me and you carrying the steering wheel back.
3: (laughs) Uh, I mean, nothing can be worse than the last time we went and Blake knocking the muffler off his car. So, (laughs) so when I have seen
2: Roger Heyman break his ribs while he was there, we heard that story when he was here. Yeah, yeah, Yeah.
0: tore some stuff up down there a couple Uh, of (laughs) times. Yeah, it's they have to understand if they're going to promote it as like true racing,
1: you.
2: Guys aren't coming in just to, yeah, no to put around. Goes out the window.
1: Yeah. yeah, we probably just ought to tell the, the workers that night just to walk away. Yeah, You're you not. need to just tell the owner to walk
4: away. <laughs> Everybody else would be okay, but the owner gets a little fired up whenever he tear up his equipment.
0: So, um, you know, they kind of talk about you know going into 2019. What are we looking forward to? And into 2019.
2: Do race season
1: (laughs) (laughs) it looks like they don't want to talk about it Dustin so that's.
2: I'm looking forward to it because I'm going to be racing my own car I've last three years I've drove for somebody and big difference in opinion on what ought to be done to the car so we've got our own car now I'm going to race on our own so I'm really probably won't get started right off the bat the first couple weeks but I'm really looking forward to getting back out and racing on my own
0: very cool Jeremy?
2: I'm not sure yet you know we got a
3: couple of new sponsors coming on I think this year that we've wrapped up um we won't mention any names yet but um we think we got a couple of new ones and trying to figure out what the best plan of action is going to be you know I want to go back to Eldora a couple of times I'd like to win a track championship so we'll just see where it takes us I don't I don't know if we'll plan on running Eldora all year and trying to win those over there and kind of hit some modern end shows but I love that track over there and I'd like to I'd like to race over there and see kind of what we have. We've we've had bad luck both times we went over there, so I'd like to see we got new we got a pretty good motor under the hood now, so I'd like to try it out and see
0: see if we can get a win over there, so. And uh to bring up sponsors, I do want to say that obviously yeah. us as as a as a podcast are are always looking for people to support us and we appreciate the sponsors we have. We do have a new sponsor coming on in uh January that we'll be announcing and we're really excited about so if anybody out there is looking for uh you know a sponsorship deal, we would love to have you as a part of of throttled up the podcast and uh you know we want to promote you, we want to promote you guys and the drivers and your and your sponsors uh but we're happy to uh try and promote people the best we can. I do want to say Eldora next year and we talked about this the past year and it didn't come through. One of the trips you go i want i want the ability to go with you and we're going to do the podcast the trip over as we as we you know you're in the pits we're going to do a full in-depth jeremy owens to uh to eldora next year Um, if
1: we work it out for the apple seed again we both could go i love it you know so
0: because i want to make i mean now that you know all the rules and i know we're not going to break them
1: (laughs) Well, we hope we hope he won't, we hope I, not
0: i uh i want I want to go over there with you, so as soon
1: as he pulls into the gate next door, they're gonna be like that, that double zero's back, yeah you know? yeah. Keep they might not view. want us there <laughs> they'll, they'll just know. have a pit st- station at his at his pitch yeah. you know so. pretty
0: much <laughs> which we're gonna try and sneak in i don't know that's gonna happen we're gonna try and sneak in for media passes uh for eldora next yeah, year right. pri already approved us which hey, obviously see we got right here you know it, they didn't look too hard They gave <laughs> <us> <laughs> media passes the press up there, was man. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. we're gonna try and <laughs> sneak in
2: right there that's all it takes <laughs> i mean that's that's the real deal right? we <laughs> right? should be legitimate now we've been in the biggest show there is. So
1: I, so, I just kept uh, point on somebody asked us where Cruthersville was. Yeah. <laughs> Where's that at? Hey,
0: from north to south there's racing in Cruthersville between That's Masters right. built and Brad Irwin Customs and Throttled Up. I mean yeah. you, there is no bigger town in racing right now than, <laughs> than Cruthersville, Indiana.
2: It encompasses the entire, the entire- north <laughs> and south. Yeah. It <laughs> so- doesn't matter that it's a quarter of a mile. But- <laughs> hey, we don't have to talk about that. Um-
1: Fastest quarter mile in
0: Indiana, right there, yep. right, man. For sure. <laughs> All right, Brad, I'm throwing this one out to you. What do you want to give away? You want to give away a full package?
2: Well, that sounds like what you want to do, right there. All the right. Package, so- well, I figured <laughs> you want, want to it. give that away, right? Yeah. <laughs>
0: All right, so uh the uh next uh trivia question here deals with Brad Irwin and where did Brad Irwin finish in the late model points of Twin Cities this year? So the first person that can give us the uh the even know? Th- nope. <laughs> <laughs> the uh correct answer uh will uh will win that full uh full meal deal here from uh Thrall It Up the Podcast. So Whoever can tell me where he
2: finished I in don't the think la- there's enough time, time left. <laughs> time they're, <Model> no- <laughs> they're researching right now. Yeah, they're so trying to yeah, find it. Like, that. Cause Cause I don't, don't know that me, real fast. A,
4: since we Twin raced, Cities like, Racetracks
1: website just just crashed. <laughs> uh, uh, I see a second, a thirteenth, and a sixth. Anything that's right? that's not nobody yet. <laughs> they They're a all third. over
0: the place. <laughs> we got a fifth now. Fifth, Mike Lugo is our winner because it is fifth.
4: Is where he finished. I had no clue. <laughs> uh, that's sad. He just put two, two, three, four, five, last. six, seven, eight, nine.
0: <laughs> Mike, you got it right at five. Right. Ortman went with just last. <laughs> just don't know how many there were, but uh, that's what I thought it was. I thought it was last. Uh, All right, so we'll reach out, but I. I'll say this. Obviously you're talking about Eldora. Brad, I'm gonna throw it out to you. What what tracks are do you love? What what are the places you love to go and race?
2: Eldora's up there. Um raced there a few times when I was driving for Bill Davis and it's just I think it's the history. Mm-hmm. Um Oh yeah. Probably my most favorite track to race on is Shut Down, Bardstown, Kentucky. Um loved that place. I don't know what it was about there. Everything I ever rolled in there with modified or late model we was always competitive and right up front um
1: i went down there one time with tory collins that place was pretty pretty awesome i liked that place i really did
2: i know a lot of people didn't but i liked that place um brownstown's the place i love to hate i'd love (laughs) to win races there but man sometimes it is so hard Uh, it's hard not to like north Vernon, being right in my backyard golly west plains missouri probably the nicest racetrack I've ever raced on in my life um it'd be hard for me to pinpoint one
0: you know and it's kind of it's kind of crazy to me obviously bardstown being out but with the tourism that they've kind of got up there that they that the track can't they they haven't tried to pick up a track there again
2: yeah i'm not sure
1: back when bardstown ran you know the coal mining was huge down in Kentucky still, and there was, it seemed like there was a racetrack in every town, you know, at, right, at that yeah, time yeah, down there. they've lost a lot of tracks There's probably there. been eight or ten racetracks close up in that yeah. part of Kentucky. And
2: I, you know, Bartstown at one time used to, you know, years ago, they had a good crowd every week, and yeah. the last few years that I went down there and raced off and on, it seemed like their crowd fell off, and I'm not sure why. Bartstown's a pretty good-sized town mm-hmm. and should really support that. Um I, I don't know. It was always well-ran. You was usually out of there early every night. I'm not sure what happened there, but that's that was a neat place to race. Both corners was a little bit different from one end to the other. It had some speed to it. What's the farthest you ever traveled to race? Probably West Plains. Yeah. West Plains, Missouri, I'd say. As that, that, far as I know, I think that's my farthest travel. Was that
1: about seven hours?
2: Six eh, hours? Probably more like eight or nine say with hours. It was race pretty car hall out yeah. there, yeah.
1: What about you, Jeremy? i the right now. Yep. Do you have anywhere else
0: on the on the radar that you really want to be able to go race? Oh, yeah. I can
1: list all of them, really. I, <sighs> I think that's the one positive for a modified, though, because you could go anywhere if they race racing modifies and you're yeah. there. You I don't see
2: Jeremy go to Fairbury. Oh, uh, yeah. Fairbury's a really nice like place. To hit I those, think he'd run good there. I'd like yeah. to hit
1: those three
3: big races, and it's like September or August over there in Illinois. They have three back-to-back Friday, Saturday, Sunday. 10,000 on Saturday, five on Friday, and five on Sunday or something like that. But I'd like to go over there and hit those, and and we might just do it this year. And I know just
2: threw out one I forgot about. Yeah, that's when I come in my knees were shaking. Kentucky Lake? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we went down there to a race one time, and it was um, – I think they set a track record like the night we was there. Of course, we wasn't close to it. We was off. But I know whenever I come in, I was like – they asked me what I thought, and I told them if they didn't slow that thing down, that we wasn't going to be racing no heat race. Oh, really? Oh, man, it was – yeah, it was crazy. I like, thought no, the car yeah. was going to turn over. We were so fast. Kentucky wow. Lake's the track at
1: the Haganass Stone there for a while, mm-hmm. wasn't it? Yeah, you know?
2: yeah, it was yeah. Um, uh, Kentucky Lake, Calvert City, Kentucky. Yeah. yeah. Gateway would be another
3: one. I know Brent Lee just put that on there. Gateway would be another one to just go try out. I mean, you get tore up. A lot of stuff got tore up this year, but it would be cool think, just to You don't be... think
1: that's too small? I mean, honestly?
3: I think it is because I, you're almost – I don't Depends know on where you come
2: from cuz yeah. that's about the size of making. If yeah. you're over if you in to Illinois, they're in used to running, on, know, that used stuff, to running that. on that stuff, but.
1: so you, you think it maybe helps those those Illinois well, drivers. Well, that's why I think
2: yeah. some of them guys, if you watch that modified and late model deal and you watch there's a lot of them local Illinois guys yeah. that managed to get into that race, but they're used to racing that style of racing, you know, right. they're used to, you know, they're used to bumping and grinding a little more than we do because their tracks are so small right there in that area. Yeah.
1: Cause, Cause, for me, I'd like to see that track just a little bit bigger. You know, they so you, got a you, little
3: bit more room to grow. I don't know yeah, why they yeah. why they don't. There might be something that they
0: can't. Yeah, it could know. be a
2: speed thing too with them being yeah. inside. That's I, that I didn't even think of that.
1: Down.
0: Yeah. So, all right, let's give away one more thing, and and Matt, this one's about you. <laughs> oh boy, oh <laughs> yeah. boy. So I'll, I'll let you
1: decide what you want to give away let's just stay on the trend of everything all right know. we're
0: gonna give away everything full
1: meal deals here man
0: full meal deals so uh <laughs> first one that can give this answer um to this trivia question involves matt and mm. i how many years older is matt than me oh my you know we say that a whole lot so this should know. be pretty good knowledge here so first one that can uh tell me how many years older matt is than myself uh, wins a uh, full prize pack from Throttled Up the Pod Pack. But you guys, podcast.
1: you guys can be honest. If you see us in real life, I look younger than Dustin. So, really, is it the beard? It's especially when his hats off. I, I, <laughs> I have, uh, I've twenty
0: two, twenty two. Wow. Uh, be honest, he may have just moved up in the list of coldest beverages. <laughs> He would pass us. Up. <laughs> Man, we're all Is over the place. I haven't yet? seen
1: it yet. No, they're they're trying. They're hitting all around it. It's way more than one, and a little less than twenty two. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: wait, a that was my age. I'm that much older
0: than that. <laughs> <laughs> Man, people are being really nice to you. <laughs> cowboy didn't there's go only night. a couple
3: of teams right there.
0: we're all over the place justin bowling coming so i've got with, coming in with 14 years yeah um yeah yeah when i was born um matt was just a a young 14 year old yeah yeah man
1: to go back <laughs> i yeah. thought that was the best trivia question of the night you know as soon as you said you had one about me i knew that's what it was going to be you know (laughs) our age difference is like the biggest joke (laughs) on throttled up so if
2: it's 14 what's the actual age
1: 33 47
2: god you guys are young (laughs) 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 not really we're the same age that's what (laughs) i I thought we were when you said 22 i was like what (laughs)
0: yeah uh, <laughs> putting you up a little yeah, bit yeah yeah all
4: right,
0: that's all right i mean you're a little young to be my dad but i could be you know <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: i don't even know where to go now um friday was it thursday night at eldor i felt like your dad <laughs>
2: <laughs> i where are you babysitting is that where you're
1: going with it all i do is i get a text of where are we and i'm thinking <laughs> i know where i'm at <laughs>
0: um
1: <laughs> just trying
0: to buy a family yeah suv that, yeah i remember my first adult beverage <laughs> <laughs> um, hey I was probably at 14 when i was born um moving on uh, 13, 13.
1: <laughs>
0: I,
2: I, don't even, uh, I don't even know where to go i don't even there. know why
1: we're friends man <laughs>
2: hey, if, if you can't laugh with your friends they're not really friends, that's right? true that's true
0: <laughs> so all right so brad breaking out uh your own car in in 2019 um where, where are you planning on attacking?
2: Uh, we'll definitely hit Brownstown some, Vernon some. I know that uh, that points money they're throwing out at Vernon's pretty enticing, but I don't want to get wrapped up into that points racing. we did that a few years ago at Vernon, and golly, never was, won the points and was never so miserable with racing in all my life. That's what, you know, um, it, it seems like sometimes that
1: points drags you in, and then you almost get to where you hate the sport, you know? Yeah, I mean,
3: Sometimes it's worse because they don't give you, uh, points would be nice if they gave you a couple nights where you could take off mm-hmm. for whether it be birthday parties, whatever, because everybody has something come up in their life, but when you're stuck at a schedule where you got to be here, it's almost like work, And then you can't just go have fun. Yeah.
2: yeah, and well, and then you get out there too, and you start second-guessing yourself where you're racing. You get behind somebody, and you're not maybe not having a bad night, and say you're running third or fourth, but you know you're a little better than that guy, and you might be able to pick up a couple spots, but... You may have to put yourself in an iffy situation yeah. to get that spot, and you're like, well, dang, if I do that, then I'm going to screw myself on them points if yeah. I take myself out. So I I would really like to come to Brownstown and win a crate race. I did that deal years ago. I know Jason Heyman used to make fun of me because he sat there and watched one year and kept track um, when we first started racing crates at Brownstown 2007 or eight, whenever it was. I went an entire year between Brownstown, North Vernon, or wherever, and won every heat race for an entire year between the two racetracks but one, and could not win a feature. We would run second and third hmm. every week. So, got to hit Brownstown, would like to get one of them wins over there, probably hit Vernon a few times. Um, told Shelly, you know, I'd, I'd like to venture out and hit a new track, a couple tracks that I've never raced at myself, whether it be. I really can't find any that I haven't maybe raced my modified at, but say like throw in like Daughtry or you know maybe hit Florence a time or two. I'd I'd like to have a little fun getting around and experiencing some different tracks this summer.
1: See outside of uh, Brownstown and Eldora, Florence is right up there with me. I love that little place, down there I don't know why I do, but
2: yep. I, I I enjoy that joint there. My I like Florence. My opinion of that place is it's a fifty dollar facility with a fifty thousand dollar racetrack but i like the track you know it's the track is always pretty nice
0: i'm gonna ask you with this and and i'll throw it out to both of you and and i don't want anybody to read into this in any way shape or form but when you talk would you rather have that big points fund or would you rather have that money dispersed throughout weekly wins
2: i'd rather see it through the weekly wins because it's better for the racer Mm-hmm. Just like, and I'm going to throw this out here, and I don't know if this is a fact, but I've been hearing like this year at Brownstown for the super stocks, Brandeis has been was going to throw in and make every super stock race a thousand dollars to win.
4: Yes, is that I've true? Heard, I don't know. I've heard it too. This. Yes,
2: but my theory, not only as a racer, but as somebody on the outside looking in, that makes my money through guys that bring me their race cars and pay me to work on them, our racing's declining, and you can't keep paying all them guys on the top that money you have got to have them guys that are going to run 10th through 20th every week. You've got to get them guys enough money to keep them coming back or we're not going to have racing on a weekly basis in the next 10 to 15 years because we're car counts are going to be so low that we're only going to show up and watch special shows.
1: It's a, and this is just my opinion on, you know, paying out the uh, points fund or weekly, you know, if you start banking on that points fund and and you know the weekly racer that don't have a lot of sponsors, he blows up five yeah. or six weeks in there, and, and he has to set out two or three weeks right. because he can't afford another motor. That big right. money on the points fund's gone right. for him. Right. He yeah. might as right. well forget yeah. about that. Yeah. You know that's uh, that's why I'm with you. I, I think a weekly show needs to pay, and not necessarily the the guy don't that have wins to be on top. No, yeah. I'd
2: rather see it spread from second on back. Because yes. That guy that ran eighth spent just as much money getting to that racetrack as yeah. the guy that won. It, that's exactly you
1: know? right, and you know we need to start taking. I definitely think start monies need to be yeah. really ramped up. You know, just I mean, because you never know when you're going to get out yeah. there and something's going to happen, and yeah. and you're going to have to pull off. Right? I mean, you know?
2: and nothing against any of the local races or racetracks, but I've always said if I ever hit the lottery and hit the lottery big, I'm going to put every racetrack in the country out of business because I'm going to lose money every week because I'm going to give back to the racer. Those guys are going to make some money. Yeah. I mean it's that's what it takes to keep them guys coming back.
1: Well, we started the show off talking about how expensive racing has gotten, but purses haven't grown in the last 25 years, no, not really. You know? I mean,
2: you know, if they do grow, it typically grows just a few hundred dollars on the top. It's not dispersed out through the other 20 guys that start to feature. Yeah.
1: Well, and I'm going to
0: say this too, what you just said, keeping those racers happy, and I know there's all the debate between keeping your racers or your fans happy, but you keep the racers happy,
1: The butts will end up in the seats. Right. Is that your show? But this is, I think a lot of times you have just as many or more people in the pits than you ever have on the fan side of the racetrack. You know, that's something
2: I'd like to see worked on too. I mean, it's always been a dream of mine. I'd like to, I would like to promote a racetrack one day. I mean, it's, it's a, I see both sides of that. You know, everybody complains, well, you know, the racetrack. Racetrack's charging too much money to get in or the racetrack this or the racetrack. That. It is a lot of work for that promoter not to put some money in his pocket over a season. But there are some things that I've seen through going to so many racetracks over the last 25 years that I would like to see to do to maybe put more people back in the stands because our crowds are not good on a weekly race right, at right. any racetrack really you're, you're around exactly here. Right. I mean, yep. Now, I've been to other racetracks. It's like, say, we talked to Fairbury. Fairbury is very well supported and I'm going to say their average crowd for a weekly Saturday night race is probably in the neighborhood of 1800 people in the grandstands.
1: But that's a racetrack though, that has a community that yes. backs their yes. racetrack. Yes. I mean yes. the entire yeah. community yes, backs they, it. And it. they do. And I mean yes.
2: Fairbury is a fairly good sized town, yeah. but it really but that also happens a lot of racetracks in um La LaSalle, those are all the communities fa- follow those pretty good um iowa you get up into um say davenport iowa webster iowa up into those racetracks same thing the communities the communities follow those racetracks and support them really well and it seems like for you know our area that's kind of falling off Mm -hmm.
0: so Uh, what i'm going to ask this and and what do you think is what are the steps that need to happen to to stop the decline of the dirt track racing and get us back to where we're growing
2: my biggest thing is for them people sitting in the stands is that somehow or another, and I have my own opinion of this, but they need to figure out how to turn that in from a an event that happens from 5.30 at night till 11 or 12 into a three, three-and-a-half-hour show. That's, That's about the time frame that you have to work with as far as an attention span that I think a big audience of people would come sit through. I mean, you look at all of your Lucas Oil races – most tracks that a lucas oil or a world of outlaw goes to they typically ask for only one support class and they get of course they're they have the big names you know There's people mm-hmm. are wall, rolling in there to watch scott bloomquist and tim mccready and don o'neill but typically those shows like if you go to east bay or you go to Eldora, they start a heat race at seven and by 10 you're done you know i mean well, that's
1: well, i think a lot of, of our problem on car counts is the amount of classes we run now because we have stretched we don't have so many drivers and we have stretched them over six classes right. now
4: yeah
1: to you know i think if we cut back to to 3 to 4 classes right some of these drivers yeah. are going to filter back well, into and, some other you classes you know but
2: Towns always used to have that when i first started racing in the early 90s and Roger Williams was a promoter car counts were so big then that it was not unusual to have 120 cars oh, in yeah. the pits with three classes yeah, oh yeah. Um, yeah you know i mean i go back like i could go back through my notes and i remember it would have been ninety seven. I believe it was when Brownstown's Jackson one hundred was a have a Tampa race. Well, yep. they paid really good for the modified. There was ninety six modifieds there for the Jackson one hundred for the yeah. modified portion in nineteen ninety seven. You know, I mean, I, you can't find ninety seven modifieds now. In this no, area.
0: no. Well, and I'll agree with you too. And and it's and <clears throat> we kind of walked around <clears throat> before we started the show. My four year old in there is just ate up with this whole thing now, and it, and it's hilarious to me because. It's because of you guys coming in every week, and he just thinks that that race car driving is the greatest thing ever. But it's tough for me, too, to take him to the racetrack because some of those nights it's going to be 12 or 12.30. Right, he yes. can't do it. I want him to be able to, but I can make 10 or 10.30 work. So for a young kid that I want the same thing we've all talked about is to get this in his blood, and he wants that, it does help to have that ability to be able to – you know, right. get in right. and get out.
2: Well, and we're like, a, like, okay, say Mike Fields was at the shop. I guess that was Friday night. He came and picked his car up. But we got to talking about that in the past. I don't mind being at the racetrack till midnight or so. But I would prefer to be done by 10 because... In the past, I had more fun at the racetrack after, after the races. The, was yeah, over, that's what I was going to say. But, but leave with all my buddies, Mark Barber and Randy Petro. and, and give the fans a come chan- a yeah, chance to come down and talk with Houston, you guys. to, they would come through the pits, like everybody yeah. come down through there, you know. And but leave the lights on. Time
1: leave the lights on where you feel invited. Yeah, yeah. you know that's yeah. because you know I was always around the racetrack, and I was like you when the races were over. Yeah. That was fun time with the racetrack because everybody stood oh, around. I, and, yeah, I remember. You know,
2: whenever I first started, it was not unusual, you know, at Brownstown, Norfern, and Scottsburg, you know, any of those racetracks, there was usually a line of cars sitting at the pit gate waiting to come for in for that last checkered flag to fall, so that they could come through the pit. Yes. You know, and they'd go, they'd go through, and they'd go see their favorite driver and come yeah. up and talk to him. You know, that oh, yeah. that was fun. You know, I liked hanging out with my buddies after the races when we get done early
0: well and that's one thing that that sold it to me is that i and i we've we've talked about this on here before but i took my son to the no way out when he was three years old that's honestly where he learned the stoplight colors was sitting in you know turn number one at brownstown speedway at the no way out and and learning him and and you know he he cracked me up there because he always said they should just be green all the time. And I said <laughs> you and I agree. But but to see what that started and then the connection to the guys that have come in here that he's got to meet and he's got to talk to and the the, the silly little things when he comes in and says good night to me and there's drivers in here. It has I mean he's ate up with it. I mean it's earlier tonight when I said, Well, we've got the podcast. Which one? The racing one. Are there gonna be drivers here? I mean what what number are they? What color is their car? What you know? So that's the connection we have to get back to is getting these kids to see that, right, yeah. and,
2: and you won't lose them. Yeah, I mean, and even for me, I mean, one thing if I was if I was in that situation, I would like to see that front gate change not to twelve and under free. If you can't drive yourself to that racetrack, you ought to get in there for free because we don't have very many kids there anymore. You know, yeah, so man. maybe that would maybe that would entice people. You know get those fourteen and fifteen year old kids in there that could be on the fence about getting into cars and fast stuff and you know, turning wrenches and stuff, you know, that's kinda gone.
1: But you guys being so you know, so much more approachable, you know, you get to meet the guy that you cheer for every night, you know, when everybody hung out the races afterwards. Right, you right. got end- well,
2: that's what I like about what you guys are doing here. I mean, I don't know, you know, if there's some fans watching, that's what's cool about this. It shows the personal side of a racer and yes. lets them know, hey, yep. they are a typical human being and they are approachable and they like to have fun, like to cut up and laugh. That's you know, that's what's cool about what you guys are doing with this. You know, I I hope the fan base as far as non racers, as far as fans sitting in the stands, I hope that keeps growing for you guys with this.
4: Well,
0: and we appreciate it and we appreciate you know, Jeremy's been on several times and Brad, you've been on and and it has been a joke with us about you know here in Crothersville and. And the whole nine yards, and we appreciate you know, you know, kind of that camaraderie and the thing, and you know, when we started this, and we've talked several times, it was, this was totally about a, both of us have a passion for sitting down and talking about racing, and B, we were tired of seeing the, the big name guys, the Lucas Oil, the World of Outlaws guys, constantly getting that publicity and seeing what they got. And saying, why can't we have something here for local guys to come on and talk about what they're doing turning wrenches, what they're doing to make the track every Saturday night, and those sponsors that are helping them get to the track? Let's promote them here locally. Yeah, it's, so, it's another
2: outlet for all that. Yeah, it's right. a cool deal. It really is.
1: You know, and, and, you know, hopefully everybody that has been on, you guys have gained another fan or two because he's like, you know, he, I didn't really know if I liked him or not, but after I listened to him talk, you know, I kind of like him there right, You yeah. know, so that's
0: or you might have lost a fan. Oh, or yeah, yeah, yeah. They might have said
2: after I liked him a lot better with the helmet well, on. And I didn't know what he well, thought. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> well, but like I told you, you know, we miss some once it's got cold. But usually, of you know, once since it's cooled off here or whatever and racing slowed down, you know, I'm up in the shop and I kind of lose track of time of a night and kind of forget about it whenever you're on. But like of a summer, me and Shell, oh crap it's eight o'clock you know that's cool we get yep. some beer we go outside and sit on the patio and we both flip on our phones and we sit there we usually sit there and cackle the whole time oh
1: yeah yeah
0: it's a, it's funny because uh i'll throw it out joe joe hartwell and and he's been on with us and uh he he's told me several times that his wife will say really you know during races like you've been at the shop all night yep. then you came home and you just got on the couch and you turned on your phone to listen to those guys talk about racing and that's really and he's like yeah that's that's what i'm gonna do and i actually got a text from him earlier that that he said it's time we're in a group text and he, he told everybody in the group text it's time to be t- quiet because the podcast is starting yeah. so <laughs> but I, i'll oh, tell you I it, forgot.
2: It, so you see joe, joe over at school don't you oh yeah, yeah
1: I, I see joe every day <laughs> but it's therapy for me you know I, I look forward to coming in here and spending time with you guys you know that's. It's a whole different side of yeah. being at the racetrack. You know, there's no stress. There's, there's no – you guys hustling around. I'll well, have
2: you, to hit you guys up, too, because it's not unusual through the winter once a month or every once in a while. We'll call it, like, Jeremy and Cassie and Brandon Carr and Derek Clegg and, golly, sometimes Heyman and Cowboy. And we'll be up there at the shop sitting up there. We'll sit up there and play cards and drink a few beers. We'll set up there on the weekends on Friday or Saturday night till 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning just sitting up there doing nothing, just – sitting here uh-huh. doing this just having a good time anytime we'll, we'll get the cornhole boards out and throw cornhole in the shop we yeah. just set up here and have a good time because oh, it's not race season so we're not you, doing you, this at the track
1: you so. like the camaraderie
2: too yes. you know that's yeah. that's yeah. the we brotherhood like hanging, again yeah. you like know hanging out with each other
0: yeah let me know we're right here in upper crothers so we'll be we'll be <laughs> happy to happy to head on down we to we the shop you some bread right. crumbs right. out on <laughs> the way down
2: <laughs> well
0: guys i mean we are at uh an hour and 10 minutes already and and it has been Nothing but fun. So, um, I do have one more trivia question that I'll throw out and, and we'll give away the whole deal again because I'm not even going to ask. It's what we've given away. So, for everybody that stuck around with us, we got 52 people currently, uh, watching us on Facebook Live from what I can see here. So, the last trivia question
1: is what is the, hang on, before you get, you get going, Jeff Walters pretty dedicated listener us so i want to tell him hope he gets a feeling better i know he just got he came home not too long ago from the hospital from another surgery so uh jeff get to get healed up and get to feeling better there man look forward to seeing you at the at the racetrack too so thank you that's awesome yeah and and
0: i saw jeff just posted there merry christmas so merry christmas to everybody rick gum also said he doesn't know if he's agreed with Irwin as much as he did tonight so um <laughs> i don't know if that's good or bad i'll be honest yeah <laughs> Uh, I, I I assume he's only listened to the part about the thirsty sportsman. So,
4: uh, so
0: uh,
2: he, he's been absent the last few times I've been. In.
0: Maybe he quit drinking. I don't know. So I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna go with that. But uh last trivia question of the night, uh, as we kind of get get looking ahead here to two thousand and nineteen and the racing season and getting excited, what is the date for the twenty second annual Indiana icebreaker at Brownstown Speedway? First person could tell me what is the date for that indian icebreaker um is a winner of the full prize package here from us so what's the date for the indian icebreaker before we take off see who comes up with it here for us
1: (laughs) and Artwell says for the record it was eight and a quarter (laughs) so yeah keith sparkman also uh king family owners of the florence speedway also march 16th yeah jason sellers yeah. is our winner
0: right there with uh march 16th so i'll reach out to everybody that was a winner and make sure you guys get your stuff here uh from thrall up the podcast so uh brad jeremy thank you brad you are welcome back anytime Appreciate um it. wednesday nights at eight to hang out here and and uh you know what
1: well, are you think in late february we go back to every week or
0: yeah probably yeah, um, I will say, you know, Jeremy, obviously we've talked to you a little bit. We want to get out and get to the garage and, and uh, do a live show there. Brad, we'd love to come down to the shop and do one from from your shop as well. We have the equipment to to kind of go on the road here and want to do some of those. So, um, but I appreciate it, guys. I mean, I, I truly, truly do mean it because the the, the, the silly sure. thing is, is we came up with this idea and it, it does still blow my mind that um, – people people are willing to show up and talk with us. that show up at at eight o'clock on wednesday night and talk with us and and i do want to shout out that brent lee said throw my shirt across the field so brent i'll get as far as i can and (laughs) you can you can find it along the way so uh but yeah thanks guys i appreciate it and i wish you guys all the best of luck in uh 2019 and please plan on continuing to be guests here on thought Up the podcast for sure absolutely all right